better lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Hi, and here we go. You know what day it is. You yes, already right know. Huh? Here we go. Hey, Mike, 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 Mike. Hey, what day is it, Mike? <laughs> Guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Do the humpty dance. Happy hump day. I'll play the song in a minute. <laughs> I'm Matt in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. I'm in a good mood, y'all. I am in a good mood. It's hump day. Halfway point of the week. I got fun stuff coming up the next few days. Looking forward to the weekend. The playoffs continue. Chiefs hosting the Bills this weekend. And I got a cup full of hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. That's some of that Guatemalan. Yeah, buddy. Make your tongue slap your hat off. Now hit the song. Here we go. Happy Hump Day. You're over the hump. Halfway point of the week. Welcome in. You can be a part of the show. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Hit me up on the live stream. Hey, Debbie, the first to comment on Facebook in there right away. She gave us a hail state. Well, back at you, Debbie. Thanks for commenting. Y'all shoot me a text on the country pleasing text line, country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. I get mine at Walmart. Sometimes I get it at Country Meat Packers Highway 49, Florence. Text me at 8. 8- Five five, that's the number. Eight eight five ESPN. It ain't like I don't say it every day. Eight eight five ESPN or eight eight five three seven seven six. Happy Hump Day. Or call me on the Davini phone. Davini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. 995-1059 is the number to call. 995-1059. So get them in. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's not only hump day. It is uh, another special day around here. Reminds me of Lane Kiffin. When you remember his comment this past year? Here we go. Get your popcorn ready. Better get your popcorn ready because today, January 19th, is National Popcorn Day. Now, I don't eat a lot of popcorn. Couple of reasons. One, trying to lose weight. Two, I hate it when those things get stuck in between my teeth, and I don't have great teeth, so it gets stuck in there easier. When it does get stuck, it's harder to get it out. <laughs> okay, I'm just telling the truth. But it is National Popcorn Day. And I just want to say for the record that when I get one of those big cans of three different flavors of popcorn, I always eat the caramel. I like the butter flavor. I'm not all that fond of the cheese flavor popcorn. Give me the caramel. I think you can tell a lot about a person by the type of the popcorn they eat out of that can. It's got three different choices in it. At any rate, happy National Popcorn Day. Grab your popcorn. Get ready. Here we go. Get your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn <laughs> ready. Yeah, I, got a, I got a jug at the house right now my wife brought home. Yeah. It's got a mixture of the caramel and the cheese corn already in it. It's just all mixed up, and you just eat it. Oh, really? It tastes, so it tastes pretty good when it's mixed together like that. Okay, so it's all—it's not separated. No, it's not separated. It's big. It's a big jug of popcorn, you uh-huh. know, plastic jug. Yeah, big, those big tall things, and it's got the the caramel and the cheese corn all mixed in there together. Okay, I guess if you mix it together, it's not too bad. 
It tastes pretty good. Hey. I didn't realize it. You know, it's sort of a popcorn snack. You remember Fiddle Faddle? Oh, yeah. What's I love the Fiddle Faddle. What's the other stuff, though? Um, there's another name for it. Of course, it's kind of like Cracker Jacks. Yeah. You know, if we were keep, you know, sort of caramel popcorn with the occasional peanuts in there. <laughs> there's not many peanuts. There ain't there. many in there. But but Fiddle Faddle was great because it was all stuck together. But there was a different. There's another brand, and it has a different name, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. You know, as to what that is. Anyway, yeah, big. Yeah, yeah I had I, both, but I can't think of the other one either. I like popcorn, but you know what, Bill. Okay, so it's kind of like what mindset are you in? Like right now, I'm in a fitness mindset, you know, exercising, eating right, watching calories, getting on the scale, all that kind of stuff. So in this mindset, I can't imagine going to the movie, ordering a large popcorn, and watching them then hit that big lever lever, and just pour butter all over and in your bucket of popcorn. Well, it's supposed to be butter. I mean, like, what is it? <laughs> it's not really butter. It's like a yellow, buttery-flavored liquid. Oil. It's oil. It's oil. Butter-flavored oil. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, I mean, it is. But you walk out of there, and your hands are like, you couldn't catch a pop fly to save your life. Your hands no. are so slick. No. And the floor is slick. Mm-hmm. And the seat's slick. Because everybody's dropping popcorn grease everywhere. Yeah. I can't. But now... When I haven't been in a fitness mindset, I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just dig your hand in there. Rah, rah, rah. Can't eat enough of it. Yeah, you want to put a whole bunch on there. Oh, that's it. Okay, all I had to do is bring it up, and everybody's nailing it. I called it fiddle-faddle, but this is what I was thinking of. Roshana said it. It's crunch and munch. Crunch and munch. There you go. Yeah, I like Crunch and munch. Uh-huh. Uh, Jay, got it. Gail. Yeah, crunch and munch. We forgot the end in there, didn't we? Now, Rebel Greg on the Country Pleasing text line says kettle corn. You know, kettle corn is sweet-tasting popcorn. Yeah. Not real crazy about it. You have to be in the right mood for kettle corn. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Lane said it. Better get your popcorn. There we go. Get your popcorn ready. Last kind of popcorn I'm going to mention real quick on National Popcorn Day. Uh, Bill, this is years. This is probably 10, 11 years ago. Anna Beth uh, made... These little gift bags for lots of different people we gave away to friends and stuff. She made popcorn snacks that were that had had melted white chocolate drizzled all over it. So it's just popcorn and white chocolate. Now you talk mm-hmm. about good. You talk about get you in trouble. You'll eat way too much, way too quick. That's where that is right there. Popcorn balls used to be one of my favorite things. Popcorn my, balls. My aunt used to make those let syrup and. Well, popcorn, you know, the, the old folks say, back in my day, that's what we decorated the Christmas tree with. We put popcorn yeah. on the... Like, come on. Get that now. stuff out at Halloween still. Everything got so bad. I'm like, I got a cat in the house. Put some popcorn on the tree. Watch what happens. Oh, it, yeah. He it's tries right. to eat the tree as it is. All right. I'm Matt in the Bureau. We got sports to talk about on National Popcorn Day. First, I want to read a couple of texts. H. Day was the first to text the show. H.J. says, watch out for that last show. It's a doozy. He's the one who thinks that Chuck Oliver's voice sounds like the guy on Groundhog Day who every day, you know, he runs into uh, Phil and warns him about the step and then Phil steps in the mud puddle and all. He thinks his voice sounds that way. 
All right, White Denzel says, Matt, I'm going to send you a video on Twitter about Greg Maddox. I think you may like it. Please do that, Denzel. Um, I'm not getting in the baseball conversation deep right now, pro baseball, Denzel, but I will tell you, and, and, and you and I can maybe bring this up later, I started going in today and studying why we have the lockout, you know, to, to, to get familiar and, and be versed on why the owners have locked out the players and why there's a dispute and the collective bargaining deal and is it going to happen and started setting that. But I was listening to Major League Baseball radio this morning, and since they can't talk about players, I don't know, they were having this discussion of going, okay, pitchers and hitters from different eras, if they were to face off, who are you taking? And I am not kidding you. I turned it on, and they go, okay, this one. Max Scherzer on the mound, Ty Cobb at the plate. Who you take? <laughs> and the, when I first heard it, I go, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Five minutes later, I was into it. Because then, uh, then they did Tony Gwynn versus, oh, heck, who was it? DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom versus Tony Gwynn. And they all took Tony Gwynn. You know, so I thought, now that, it turned out to be a fun conversation. So I've been doing the baseball thing today, so please send me a baseball video. I will watch it. All right, a few more texts. Uh, unnamed texter says, no, this is Rupert. Rupert, thanks for texting. He says, um, what is this? I bought the alligator and pork delicious. This is from Country Pleasing Sausage. Mixed up some gumbo, put it in the fridge for a day before you cook it. Shrimp and gator and pork sausage, man. I guarantee you that is outstanding. I appreciate you sending that. Appreciate you sending that. Okay, and then Walton sent me a picture of um, Landon Sims kissing the national championship trophy. And then he says, speaking of butter, what does that have to do with butter, Walton? What does that picture have to do with butter? It's like butter. <laughs> Winning the championships like butter. Yeah. Jason and Flagstaff, our hearts are, are going out to you, his uncle, um, in bad shape. He was tweeting me about it, and a lot of y'all have been praying for him. And he texted the show, and he said, I need the goofballery of the show today. It's been a long day since last night. Uh, can y'all be extra goofy today? Well, Jason, if you're one extra goofy, I can tell you I'm Not off to problem. a good start. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> I am off to a good start. Well, and I hate to bring the goofiness down, but we got to get on a serious note here because there's something I want to mention. Uh, and, and this is um, something that many of you as sports fans are going to have seen this over the last 24 hours, but there is a Mississippi connection that I, I don't guess I was, you know, totally, I don't guess I totally understood that this connection was here with the state of Mississippi. All right, but yesterday on the 18th of January, the former great college football play-by-play announcer from ESPN, Ron Franklin, passed away yesterday. Now, for most of us, especially those of us, you know, if you're, let's just say, 30 up, 30 years old and up, you just hear the name Ron Franklin and you can close your eyes and hear his voice. You can close your eyes. If, if somebody, for me anyway, like I'm coming up junior high, high school, when he was the number one play-by-play announcer on ESPN for big-time games on TV. Back, you know, before there were 85 million games every weekend on TV. You have one big game in primetime on Saturday nights, and Ron Franklin was the play-by-play announcer and the voice of those big games back in the, the 90s. And uh, Mike Gottfried, 
his color analyst was, you know, just as synonymous with it. But I, I hear the name Ron Franklin. I can hear the old ESPN college football intro in my head. You know, and you'd hear him say, it's college football on ESPN. And he'd do the intro to the game. I can just hear it. And for most of us, too, you know, you just hear the name Ron Franklin. You can hear the voice. Um, Here's an example. This is um, an example of Ron Franklin uh, doing the intro before the Alabama versus Tennessee game, 1995. Peyton Manning was a second-year player. They were lighting the woods on fire with their offense. And they were going to play each other's primetime game in Birmingham at Legion Field. Here's the voice of Ron Franklin leading in to his partner, Mike Godfrey. It's one of the few that means headlines on the front page. Highways choked with cars. It means leaving your house and putting your home on the road. Two programs crowned with tradition, such that coaches are celebrities and fans are fanatics. For on this night, what appears as an obstacle, while the other a catalyst. All of the shrine known as Legion Field, where there's as much color as the season in which we play. Marvelous dry evening here in Birmingham, Alabama, Legion Field, Tennessee, against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Hi, everybody. Ron Franklin along with Mike Gottfried, and welcome to CFA Primetime here on ESPN. Ron, Peyton Manning's an excellent quarterback, and I think he has the most ability of any college quarterback right now to play on the next level. Uh, and that's the way it would go. It was as pro as pro got. You know, speaking of that particular game that Ron Franklin called of the many, many big-time, great, great top five, top ten matchups, different things like that, that Alabama versus Tennessee game in 95, Legion Field, primetime, big lead-up, big, you know, already t- second-year player Peyton Manning. He's the best NFL prospect in a long time and all this. And the first Play of the ball game. Moves from center to right guard. Tennessee to throw on first down. Right over the middle. They've got Kent open and he breaks him into the secondary. He needs a block and he couldn't go the distance. Touchdown, Tennessee. 80 yards. An 80 yard touchdown. Peyton Manning threw like a little in-cut. It was, it was a little deeper than a three-step slant, just kind of a little in-cut against their coverage. Hit him with it. Joey Kent caught it, turned it up, and 80 yards later, they're in the end zone on the first play of that ball game, 7 nothing, just like that. And Tennessee went on to roll the tide out of there 41-14 to that, ba- that day back in 95. Uh, and, you know, just hearing his voice and hearing the music, it reminds me it, of sort of at, for me, as a youth, sort of falling in love with college football because up until that age, junior high, early high school, I had always been a baseball kid. And uh, yeah, but here's the thing Ron Franklin, I didn't know this all those years. I did not realize these details all those years, but Ron Franklin was born in Jackson, Mississippi in February of 1942. Born, he is a graduate. Of Ole Miss. He went to Ole Miss. You read about his early life. It says he grew up in Hazelhurst. Um, 
He took voice lessons and played sports. Then they moved to Oxford when he was 14 years old. He had had a head injury that kept him from being able to play ball, so he got into the broadcasting stuff. Did a, He was a DJ at a radio station. You can hear the pipes, the voice. Like, you're born with that voice or you aren't. You can't develop that voice. God either gave it to you or he didn't. He gave it to Ron Franklin. When he was a student at Ole Miss, he did work the shift at the radio station there. And then prior to getting on TV, he jumped out to Texas. He got a job as a play-by-play announcer at the University of Texas and um, uh, doing uh, basketball and doing some football. And then he became the voice of the Houston Oilers in the 70s and, and early 80s. And that led him to television. He was, um, in terms of doing the job, I don't know that there's ever been anybody any better. Somebody told me this morning, when they think about the voices in college football, they think about Keith Jackson, and then they think about Ron Franklin. And he was a Mississippi guy. Coming to your comments on the text and the uh, live stream right now. Jump to the phone line, though, on line one. Mike, hanging on line one of the Divinity phone. What's up, Mike? Hey, I, I just wanted to tell a brief story about Ron Franklin. Uh, back in 1980-81, uh, I was living in Salisbury, North Carolina. And Salisbury was the home of the Sportscaster Sports Writers Hall of Fame. And at the uh, annual meeting that year, Ron Franklin emceed that uh, that event, and uh, Al Michaels uh, got an award there uh, for uh, calling the uh, hockey game in the Olympics. Mm. And um, Jack Crystal was there to win the award for the state of Mississippi. And uh, talking to uh, Jack and Ron was just like talking to anybody on the street. Uh, uh, at, at that event, uh, Ron was a. It, I knew him uh, at that time, just as a really good guy. And uh, you know, met Kurt Gowdy, uh, uh, met Danny Ainge. He received an award that year at that uh, at that event. So it's just a, just a real neat, uh, real neat opportunity to meet those guys. That is a really cool story, and and you know they're still doing that. Um... Every year in North Carolina, Mike, that's still going on. And I had the chance to to go up there this year and was unable to coordinate the schedule and go, but um, – and hate I had to miss it. Is it but, still in Salisbury, or did they move it to a different uh, – I, I believe they have moved it to Winston-Salem now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, About 25 miles from Salisbury. Right. <laughs> right. That's it. Well, that is a really neat deal. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about – you know, those kinds of guys from all over the country. I I'm, I believe this is true. I don't think I'm dream, dreaming this up. I have a memory problem sometimes, but I'm almost certain that not too many years ago, like within the last 10 years, you know, on my former radio show, uh, my partner Richard and I, we were doing a show at the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. I think it was for a Connerly Trophy deal that Ron Franklin was actually there. I don't know if he was speaking or emceeing, but he was there. And it seems like we got to interview him on the radio, and, and I know we got to meet him. And that's my only time I've ever you know, met him. But I do remember sitting next to him, and I had a headset on, and he had one on. And when he began to talk, it sort of knocked you back how next level his voice was. <laughs> oh, ab- absolutely. You know exactly uh, when you're talking to him who you're talking to. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it, man. Well, Thank thanks. you. Yeah. Okay. Call me anytime. That would have been cool to be there. Ron Franklin, Al Michaels, and Jack Crystal at the same event. <laughs> I mean, that would be something, wouldn't it?
Um, Boomer Sooner texts the show. He says, Ron Franklin was one of the best ever and has been missed since retiring. It's a shame that a generation hasn't got to enjoy his broadcast. Rest in peace. Yeah, I think it is a shame. You know, he had the the run-in with Holly Rowe during one of the broadcasts, and it basically led to ESPN letting him go, and then they had the dispute. They wound up, you know, I guess a, a legal dispute, and they wound up settling it. But we didn't get to hear him anymore, and that's the real shame of it for sure. Um, Jason and Flagstaff. He says back uh, when they actually talked about the game happening in front of them instead of the playoff scenario for three months later. Jason and Flagstaff said ESPN is just awful now, and I haven't listened to their TV announcers for several years. Hogjowl texts the show. Country Pleasing text line says, It seems like we are losing lots of sports legends on and off the field. Folks that I've followed for years. I guess I'm getting old myself. Well, speaking of getting young, Hogjowl, everybody wish Cowboy Bill and Mrs. Cowboy Bill a happy 42nd anniversary today. Happy anniversary to you young lovebirds, Bill. Well, thank you very much. Man, I tell you what, 42 years, that is awesome. Just incredible. You, um, how she put up with you that long? Well, she just says it's incredible all the time. And awesome. <laughs> yeah, really? How awesome Not. and incredible it's been? <laughs> I bet. No, man, that is seriously an unbelievable accomplishment. I hope you guys understand that, too. That's not just words. It's an unreal accomplishment. So hats off to you. All right, phone calls, text messages, comments on the live stream, all of that and more when we come back. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Stick around. He's going all the way. With playoff caliber sports talk, it's the Matt Wyatt Show. Back with you. Um, Yeah, a couple of folks have mentioned this on the live stream, too. We need to make sure we mention uh, Roshana brought this up uh, earlier. Lucy Harris um, will... Mentioning Lucy Harris won three national championships as a basketball player at Delta State. When um, women's teams played everyone, Duke, Texas, didn't matter. Everyone played everyone. Will says she's the only female to be drafted in the NBA, uh, greatest female basketball player in Mississippi history. Um, how about that? Only female to be drafted into the NBA. And I think I saw her. She passed away, I think, at what, maybe 66 years old? So, um, like Hogjowl said, you know, as we go on, we lose more and more. And we uh, need to kind of t- have some perspective and cherish those legends while they're here, right? Um, doing our best. Uh, let's go over to the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment, Madison and Jackson. Clay hanging on line one. What's up, Clay? Man, just living the American dream. a boy. Um, James Franklin was the MC? I, I, mean, I know you were just out of school or still in school when Jarius won the Connerly. Okay, you mean Ron and, Franklin, uh, right? That year. Ron, Ron Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. Ron Franklin. Okay. Freaking gave. He was a good story. But his story, and I can't remember it all because God knows how long ago that was, but he was friends with Charles Connerly somehow. They were acquaintances throughout Connerly playing. 
But anyway, okay. he had some great stories and did a good job. So it, Very was, cool. it was awesome to hear. But he probably has been there more than once then because if you had him on the radio. Yeah. I, but anyway. That's right. Uh, he would have been there more than once then, I guess. That's right. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah, thank you. All right, have a good one, man. Yeah, you too, Clay. Yeah, Ron Franklin. So, so what we're talking about there, if you just tuned in, what Clay's talking about is he he's saying he emceed the uh, the Connerly Trophy presentation back when Jarius Norwood won the Connerly, which would have been what are we talking about there? Probably oh four, somewhere in there, oh four oh five, something like that. And this would have been more recent when I got to meet him there at the Connerly presentation i'm guessing somewhere around you know 2012 13 ish something like that lots of congrats coming in for bill and bill remind me your wife's first name kathy bill and kathy we really need to congratulate kathy (laughs) for putting up with bill yeah yeah, that's right for as of today 42 years and you said y'all dated for how many years before you got married i was around four okay I mean, so we're talking, we're getting really close to 50 years of knowing each other and and still basically like each other. Yeah. I'm being I'm being sarcastic. That's great, Bill. Unnamed text. No, Boomer Sooner said, congrats, Bill, and your better half. 42 years is an awesome accomplishment. You know what? This happens a lot. Boomer Sooner will text the show, and he always puts his name at the bottom and I see it after I've said unnamed because he, we don't we haven't entered it at the top, so I'm entering it. And so from from here forth, you are boomer sooner on the country please and text line. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Bentonia Bulldog texted the show said Ron Franklin hosted the show Bass Center when ESPN owned BASS and hosted a couple of Bassmaster Classics. Also FYI, you know. I, I'm I'm trying to remember. It seems like I remember hearing his voice on the BASS coverage, and they'd have the Bassmasters Classic. You know who else? Bentonio Bulldog. You know who else was a, a huge part of the Bassmaster coverage, bass tournaments at BASS when ESPN owned it? You know who else was a big part of the coverage on TV? Jimmy Dykes. Yeah, that Jimmy Dykes, who's the color analyst on these men's basketball games that we watch, who was the head coach of the – Arkansas women's basketball team a few years ago, prior to all this basketball responsibility for Jimmy Dykes, he was like the fishing guy, or one of them. Sure was, back in the 90s. Sure was, they all did that. This has changed hands over the years. I don't know what the ownership situation is anymore, uh, but it certainly has changed hands. All right, back over to the phone line on line one, John hanging on. What's up, John? Hey, what's going on? I called you the other day there in... uh said something about Dak Prescott and was uh, telling you know you ought to take the blame. And I can't let you talk, and then you never let me say nothing. You can't like you kind of got a little upset, and I never got to say anything else. Well, I tell uh, you what, you have the, you have the floor now. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, all I was trying to say the other day was, you know, at some points, you know, you got to step up and realize your quarterback's your main player, and you know he's got to take some of the blame. And he, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, you know, I'm not pulling against the Cowboys or for him or Prescott. He's a good guy, seems like, and all that. He plays hard. Give him all that. But as far as being accurate with the football and throwing the ball on time over the years, it's just not there. You can say anything you want to say. Well, he played this game good or he played that. He's never been consistent throughout his career. And then yesterday, 
someone told me you was on here bashing Tyron Smith and Ezekiel Elliott. Said Ezekiel Elliott's not the best running back, and maybe he's not. Who knows? I mean, the guy's out there playing hurt. I mean, you know, I know this. I'd rather have him in there than the other guy if, if you had a good quarterback because he's going to block. The other guy's not ever going to make a block. You know, and Elliott, if he's healthy, he's going to be a way better back than the other guy. Well, he's but, not, not but he's not Elliot. healthy. Well, I well well, you know, I mean, he's not. But he'll, he'll, evidently, Prescott's not. I've never seen anybody that gets as much credit as he does. If let me ask you this: If he played on the Chicago Bears, Dak Dak Prescott, what kind of quarterback would he be? Or hmm. or some of these other bad teams? He'd be better uh, than anybody they've had the last ten years. Anybody who's had the Bears. Oh my God, Fields is probably better than him now. Who? I mean, you know. Oh my, my God, gosh, John, John, John. We don't have very no, no, many. John, hey, look, John, John, John. We don't have a lot of. We don't have a lot of idiots. We don't have a lot of idiots who call and do this on this radio show. Hang him. Hang up, Bill. Hang up on him. We don't have a lot of idiots who do that on this show. John, you'll fit right in. On a lot of other shows. But I hate to tell you, you don't fit in on this one. So don't call back. <laughs> we can have a conversation. We got all over everybody. The statement that was made yesterday here on the show over and over again about the Cowboys was their performance offensively was an indictment on everybody associated with the Cowboys offense. Now, if you say that statement, it includes a quarterback. Okay, and we're going to talk today about Dak having to apologize for what he said about, you know, fans throwing stuff at the officials. John, best of luck to you. Have a great life. We don't fit in in your world on this show. I suggest call somebody else. Thank you. Where were we? All right, back over to the Country Please and Text Line. Country Please and Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. I get mine at Walmart and at Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 Florence quite a bit. Let's see, Nick, Country Please and Text Line says, John must have called in from his red and blue Nokia. <laughs> Come on now. Ed thanked us. No, also Ed said, uh, congratulations, Bill. According to the Google machine, the gift for the 42nd anniversary should be real estate. So good luck. <laughs> hey, Bill, we're not telling you how to spend your money or how to, uh, you know, surprise her for your anniversary, but, hey, it's what Google says you ought to do. I mean, like she'd got like a jar of dirt. <laughs> real yeah. Or, you know what, like find a piece of land that you would love to go get and buy. Uh -huh. Yeah. And, and. And call <laughs> Mississippi Land Bank in, in North Mississippi and then and then get a like put a sign out there on there that says coming soon or something and just give her yeah. a picture of that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. What a jar Bill said a jar of dirt. That's real estate. Technically. <laughs> Good stuff. Louvier on the country please and text line. Country please and sauces on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. Olivia says, John is a Cowboys fan. It is understood that. Therefore, he must be an idiot. Except for Chris. Go Saints. Well, Olivia, you know what? I don't know what's... I hope Chris is okay. I hope he hasn't gotten sick or whatever. But 
You know, we used to hear from Chris just about every day, but we hadn't heard from him in a while. Uh, so, Chris, Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, Patches O'Houlihan, he says, I just tuned in and it sounds like the 2 o'clock national show. Yeah, I know, doesn't it? Uh, Hog Jowl on the Country Pleasing text line says, Wow, after that call, I don't need to watch my soap operas today. <laughs> or Hog Jowl, you know how people used to call them the stories? You know, like your, you know, your aunts and your, your grandmothers and stuff, they used to call them, i got to watch my stories today. Remember? That's what they used to call them. All right, some more coming in. Everybody's picking on. Everybody's getting, and I started it, but everybody's getting on John. Robbie texts the show. War Eagle, Robbie. He says, John has clearly lost his mind. It's not even debatable. Yeah. Well, but see, like, John wanted to, he didn't want anybody taking it easy on Prescott, but then he turned around and take it easy on all of Prescott's teammates. He was taking it easy on Zeke and taking it easy on Smith. So that's fine. It's just not my thing, man. You know, that kind of least common denominator, yeah, yeah, you know, incite some sort of screaming at each other on the radio. It's just not my thing. It's not for me. It's not for us. And if it happens, it doesn't matter who it is or whatever. If it happens again, we're just going to hang up on the next one, too. We just don't want it here. I don't anyway. All right. When we come back, remember those rankings, those college baseball rankings? How have those things worked out in the past? Just a nugget. I'll give you the info. We'll see where it goes. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Stick around. To the guy who loves his banana pudding. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Back with you, I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. They are your home team from Farm Bureau. <laughs> yeah, Hog Jow, check this out. We're talking about the soap operas. Uh, Jared commented on Facebook, said, LOL, my mom is so mad because the Olympics are coming up and going to, quote, mess up her stories. <laughs> Yeah, my stories. All right, back over to the text line, then I'm going to hit you with a baseball nugget here and just see kind of how it lands. Uh, Jason in Flagstaff says, quote, what has Dak Prescott done, end quote. Oh, gee, I don't know. Maybe not let the Cowboys fall off a cliff when Romo got hurt as a rookie with 12 minutes of practice under his belt for starters. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, I mean, nobody's standing up here saying – He's the best thing since sliced bread anymore because I'll be honest with you, there have been times this year it didn't look that way, particularly in that playoff game. He's got, you know, it it does. (laughs) You know, offensively it does kind of start with the quarterback, and he had to play better at times for them to be better. Um, He had to. When you can't run the ball, you have to go have just about a perfect game. You can't throw an interception. You can't miss a throw. You can't make a bad decision, and he did those things in that game. But I promise you, anybody that's objective and doesn't really care one way or the other, you sit down and you watch the tape of the Cowboys' offense and their ups and downs this year, and I promise you, you can find things. Anybody watching objectively, you can find stuff wrong with Dak, 
but they have much greater issues than him. And it's hard to explain that because they paid Zeke all this money. Well, is Zeke what he was uh, five years ago? Not even close. And for anybody in their right mind to watch Zeke kind of lumber around behind a, a, a poor offensive line up against that 49ers defensive front, 40, in the first quarter, just watch the first quarter. You don't have to spend much time. Watch the first quarter. 15 minutes of game action. I'm sure it's chopped up on YouTube. Watch it in the first quarter. It's hard for an offensive line in the NFL to get pushed around as bad as Dallas did against the 49ers. That's how physical the 49ers were. So Zeke can't do much. The only chance is a guy who's fast enough to maybe make an extra yard or two, and that ain't Zeke. He is a little hurt. Even when he's not, he's not as fast as Pollard. And there it is. And then a team go out there and get be the most penalized team in the NFL – have more holding penalties than any offensive line in the NFL. And I criticize a left tackle because he gets too many holding penalties. He's on the back end of his career, and and somebody who's a Cowboys fan takes offense to it. I'm just telling you like it is. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I don't care if they win or lose. I like watching Dak play. Why? Because I watched him throughout college. I'm a big fan of Dak because he came from Mississippi State, period. End of story. I like watching him play. I care if the Cowboys win or lose. I don't. But we got to have a semi-intelligent conversation about it. Uh, let's see. Josh says the only good point John made is Zeke is good blocking running back. He is. He can block now. That's for sure. But he can't play center and block, can he? He can't play left tackle and not get a holding. Ronnie said, I thought I had turned it to fine ball. <laughs> I thought I had too. Uh what was it? Um, let's see. Tyler. Tyler says, it seems Dak has struggled more since his fairly horrific ankle injury. Uh, while the repair sounds like it was fairly straightforward and he seems recovered from it, how much does something like that stay with you and affect your ability to move past it to regain previous playing performance? You know, Tyler, I'll be honest with you. Early in the year, it looked like the recovery from the ankle thing was no issue. What looked like to me was whatever issues and accuracy – it, it came right after the calf injury. And he hurt his calf on the last play, on the touchdown play, uh, the walk-off against the Patriots. Hurt his calf. Remember they had open date and they were worried it was going to take two weeks, didn't know if this calf injury was going to let him get back out. And then, of course, you know, the recovery from that. And ever since then, and I think it was his right leg, which is what you drive off of, that's where some of the – he'd missed throws that he'd never really missed before. I don't know if it had anything to do with it or not, because they had other issues, too. And then uh, we'll get to some more of that. Jared said, have you seen this from Blue Delta Jeans, a cool gift that I got for Christmas? Answering the questions now. No, I hadn't seen that. So you got a box. You open it. It's got a video screen on it. And you go through the virtual fitting. Jared, that is really cool. I'd be curious to know, like, the questions, though. Like, is it? Are you getting fitted for a new pair of jeans, or is it different kind of questions? I'd be curious to know what that is. All right. How about we say hey to the homecoming queen. Hey. Hey. Uh, you don't have to talk right now. I know you're finishing lunch. I'm done. It was a pickle. You're done with lunch? Yeah. All you have is a pickle? Well, no. Uh, that's not going to tide you over. No. I had a pickle <laughs> and something else. Okay. And some other food, too? Yeah. How's Champ doing over there? 
He's doing okay. He's taking a nap. Okay. We were in Startville yesterday. Yeah, at the at Mississippi the vet State school. Yeah. vet school. And he came out of it okay. He came out of it okay. That's good. Sweet, right. sweet, sweet champ and hey. brilliant vets. Hey, now that you're on here, I got something to tell you about Bill. Oh? He, he has managed to stay married to his lovely wife now today for 42 years. Wow. Happy anniversary, Bill. Thank you very much. That's amazing. You picked a great day to be married on. It's Dolly's birthday. Oh, it's mm-hmm. do- that's right. Bill? And it's National Popcorn Day. Mary yep. Liddy, two of Mary Liddy's favorite things. <laughs> Dolly Potter and Popcorn. And now we know Bill was married on this day, so three great things. How about that, Bill? You, y'all got married on Dolly Parton's birthday. I hope your yeah. first dance was to Islands in the Stream. <laughs> I don't think they've done that yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's my favorite Dolly song. I pulled this out Dolly. for her birthday. Dolly Parton is 76 years old today. It's my favorite Dolly song right here. Oh, yeah. We listen to this on the way to school. Me and Mary Liddy. Mary and she Liddy sings on. Mary Liddy loves it. Come on. Captain. It's called. Good morning to you, sir. Hey. It's called the Mule Skinner Blues. This is Dolly Parton's version of it. She gets down here a minute. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Yes, sir. Happy birthday, Dolly. Dolly. Make a hee-haw. Love <laughs> Dolly. I love Dolly. How do you not love Dolly? How do you not love Dolly? I mean, really? The only thing better than that song is listening to Mary Liddy sing it, because she can she can sing it. <laughs> yeah, she can hang she in there with it She knocks it out. But her favorite Dolly song is Jolene. Oh, yeah. She's about got Jolene memorized. She's got it. She loves it. You know, it is a little odd, though, like, as the dad... To hear your ten-year-old singing a song about like "Don't Take My Man," <laughs> "Don't Take My Man," <laughs> she just likes the tune. Yeah, yeah. she likes to look forward to. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Bill, you, did you did you have big plans today for your anniversary? Uh, just gonna have some do. dinner. Yeah, gonna have some dinner. You should buy her some popcorn. It's National Popcorn <laughs> Day. Popcorn, get her a Dolly Parton rubber. There you okay, go. Okay, he was telling me a minute ago. Bill said that that she had brought some home some a big tin of popcorn because I was saying, you know, I love is have always loved is the tin that has the three flavors. Of course, they're separated. You got the yeah. the butter flavor, the cheese flavor, and then the the caramel. And I always love the caramel. Yeah, you do. I'll eat the butter. I don't want the cheese. He was saying that she brought one where it's three flavors in it but it's all just mixed together what no mm-hmm. i couldn't handle that yeah that makes me nervous he says good really yeah yeah cheese and caramel corn oh man it's, it's great. Yeah. great it's a big plastic judge jug. i think you get it at walmart okay something like that yeah. um and then and then we then went over to fiddle faddle crunching munch oh yeah that's popcorn yeah and then i talked about crunching munch how you know here on national popcorn day but i'm in a I'm in a... Did you already talk about it being National Popcorn Day? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. I missed that. Uh-huh. I missed totally it. thought I told you something you didn't know. So I'm in a fitness mindset. You know, exercise, eat right, count calories. That's my mindset right now. But popcorn so is I can't even good. imagine going to the movies yeah. and getting one of those big tubs of popcorn, and then before they give it to you, they take that but, lever and but, push the lever down and just pull 
whore, that syrupy, whatever. Matt, all you have to do is just ask them not to do that. It's good without it. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it's good for Bill, better with it. Yeah, but Bill, Matt goes mm. all in. We're all trying to eat better here at our house, and <laughs> Matt, Matt is so extreme that it's it's, it's awful. Extreme. It's awful it's called to discipline. even eat around him. I hate to even eat dinner or anything because he's like, "Yeah, well, I'm, this is all I'm going to eat, and I've had this many calories." He doesn't even mm. eat the amount of calories he can have for the day. He tries to stay several hundred under that, and I'm 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 pushing every calorie. I can get for the day. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've got 22 left. Let me just eat this piece of candy. Yeah, I'll get this piece of cake. Let me eat this caramel candy real quick. <laughs> just want to use them all up. <laughs> yeah. We not really, shorten me. It, it really is such a difference, Annabeth and me, and our person, the way our personalities approach that. Oh, my God. Because what I do is I'm, I He's really stay under it's, and manage so that I've got plenty of breathing room at the end of the day. No. Annabeth no. doesn't worry about it until it's the end of the day, and she didn't have any room left on her yeah. calorie count. Yeah. If it would warm up a little, we could just walk, and then you, gain, you get to eat more calories if you walk. That's right. You would get to. I thought you were going to talk about baseball rankings. I was, but we'd rather talk to you. So baseball rankings, I'll touch on that. I was well, actually interested in that. Well, you will be, and I'll bring those up to you. It's not just what came out yesterday. If you look back the last few years, it may surprise you where people have started, where teams have started versus where they ended in college baseball. I'll give you that info when we start hour number two in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stay with us. Yeah. 